Hey, this is Jerry McDade, king of the jam piece. And Jason Wood's secret lover. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Oh, that was powerful AF. AF. Yes. You're so talented. You hear that? It's from my dog. <laughs> Dad, you look fly AF. I said, Please don't say oh, that to me. Which daughter? Nina. Wow. Fly yeah. AF. Fly AF. Loving it. Uh, they're going to bring you into a century skipping screen. Yes, oh, no, it's that. Well, uh, well, did you get any further past the fifth episode? Vince? No. And no. how about you, Jason? I'm through four of them. Okay. All right. Well, at least we have a comment. Are you, are you, are you feeling it? Oh, it's feeling strong. All right. We'll <laughs> get we'll get okay, cool. No, I just, because we finished it, and I'm dying for you guys to get caught mm. up. Take too much of my time tonight. I might watch some before I go to bed. We'll see about that. It's uh, it, 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 it no work tomorrow. Well, I don't know. Maybe Vince might have to fucking go in for a couple hours. No, no. Vince is doing leaves and yard work and wedding tomorrow. I really should do Wedding? Yard. Another wedding? Yeah. Got a wedding, yeah. God like damn, I, you guys have a lot of weddings. You do. Well, they got the property yeah, big, for it. Big, fi- not here. Oh, why not? <laughs> no way, dude. No, just once, once, once a year. Enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah, once is enough. Y'all be cray. At the Super Bowl Shoot. on Sunday. What? Yeah, Vinny's all all jazzed up for for Colin Super Bowl. <laughs> That's cool. He's got some kind of That's Super nice Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, there's a big game Sunday, and I don't know. I thought maybe it was some kind of Super Bowl. No. I don't know because awesome. I don't pay attention to that shizzle. <laughs> but you wish Colin well. Thank I hope, you. I he, hope he goes in and destroys. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some car dealers in, in a fucking cage and watch them fight it out to see who wants my money. Nice. They all want your money. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, one of them, and now, and now my friend just scared me because they're like, well, maybe, maybe they were offering you less because they were going to give you like the cheaper tires and the smaller battery. And I'm like, oh man, now I got it. All right. So I'm just going to see. Man, they all, they all have their games they play. I know. I know. I know. But just get a Prius. It's funny. Uh, I just, uh, I just got Beth just forwarded me. I just got to notice that my, uh, my car's coming due. So I, I didn't realize it's been three years. Yeah, so gotta, wow. yeah. yeah. I remember when you just got yeah. that. I know, dude. Huh. So I gotta go get it fixed from hitting the deer and then, then they get ready to trade it in. So that's on your dime? Uh, the, no, no, the insurance covers the deer. Oh, nice. It's actually <laughs> comprehensive. Deer. It's called, it's considered an active nature. Yeah. It doesn't even affect nice. my, uh, doesn't affect me in any way. Cool. Yeah. God is covering the deer right Yes. Now. Yes. Yes. And we are covering you and your comic reading habits because this is 11 o'clock comics episode 396. Oh my goodness. Lord. And I'm a semi well rested Vince B. Semi. Let's not take the semi over the nothing I at all. I prefer the semi erect Vince I'm, B. I'm a semi stiff David A. Price. That's always the case, isn't That's it? That's true. Yes, you are. And all of you listeners out there will proceed to give us all five star ratings on iTunes and send us all the comics because I am Zebediah Kilgrave. <laughs> and once again, the Star Wars thing is yep. shit to hell. But the, it's for good for good reason. For good reason, because I like that. That was conceptually rich. And yeah, I'm we'll, going to send you my oh, comics. See, fuck you guys aren't caught up. All right, never mind. Stop. I know. I know. And you know what? You don't have to use mind control to get cheap comics. All you have to do 
is just go right on over to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your funny books and collectibles for a fraction of the cover or retail price. It's like you're stealing them. This is the last time you're going to hear these. The the uh, specials will cycle over next week, so pay attention. If you want these, you best get your fannies over there now. From Titan Books, it's the Nicopole Trilogy by Anki Bilal. This man can draw. That's all I'm going to say. If you haven't seen Bilal's work, if you're not experienced in the old heavy metal, because that's where we saw it here first, right? Um, get the to dcbservice.com and order this book because it is nothing short of a masterpiece. It's gorgeous AF. I'm going to use that a lot. Uh, the cover price is $34.99. Your price, $19.24. Sorry, I was, I was pushing a little pennies in there. From Image, Ted McKeever's at it again. This is Pencilhead number one of five. Cover price $3.99. Your price, $1.99. And this is in the gorgeous golden age format. That big upscale, old timey format that Ted McKeever loves so much. And I love it too. You buy that. And last but not least from Fantagraphics, it's about damn time. We heard from the great Joshua Cotter again. He of skyscrapers of the Midwest and the great driven by lemons. This is a graphic novel with a cover price of $24.99, but your price is 35% off that, $16.24. Get thee to Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, now. And then walk off a building. No, <laughs> don't walk off a building. You Kristen Ritter has never looked so good. I agree. I agree. But uh, let's talk about what we're drinking first, and then we'll nice. get into that. Yeah, because right. we have to be drinking if she's going to be good looking. So, what are you drinking, Bo? Whoa, that's really not fair. What are you drinking, Bo? What are you drinking? <laughs> I'm I'm stunned right now. I can't respond. Wow. Okay, okay. then Vince, tell us what kind. I need of to collect myself. Drinking. I'm drinking uh, Mendoza Vineyards Malbec 2010. Sweet. I am doing it up. Triple style. I got my Molary and Curly, all of which are 12 ounces of Stegmeier Oktoberfest. It's Dang. a holiday, is it, is it not? It is holiday. I got to spend time with my boys. I might as well be drinking. Oh, you need to be drunk to talk to us. I get it. That's cool. No. Oh, oh Jesus. It's like, it's Come like Aunt, Aunt Bernice is in the house getting all salty. Salty, not Larry. <laughs> Aunt Bernice, Dang. Right? Go ahead. Uh, I am sipping on some Ironside Red Ooh. California from 2013. We went into the, um, the liquor store the other night to get a couple things to get us through the weekend. And, uh, there was a young lady with a few samples out and, uh, I tried <laughs> this one and, and I kind of, uh, I, I kind of dug it and she was like, well, we have this Cabernet that's usually 80. And it's, I was like, all right, so what's, what else we got? Cause don't wait. One bottle of well, wine. 80, yeah, she was like, normally it's $80, but it's on sale this weekend for $60. i am like, wow, okay, that's great. I'm walking out of here with like five bottles for 60 bucks, so you can keep fucking your sale price. But yeah, no, this once is in, what? Once in a while, though, I bet you that's fun. Oh, yeah, that. no, no doubt. But I, I, yeah. I, I'm drinking it with freaking, you know, turkey and stuffing, so it's not like I'm not – I'm, I'm not having the – the palate isn't so refined for something like that this weekend. Yeah, but I, I bet you your turkey and stuffing is is miles above like the average turkey and stuffing because you take great care when you oh, make food. Point. 
Both of uh-huh. you. So is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, when they did the turkey up nice. Uh, nice, but this is, nice. the, this is really nice. It's, it's a, it's pretty, pretty spiffy blend. Apparently it's, it's bottled by the same people who do the, uh, the 90 plus sellers. So I was, I was impressed and, and I would, I would recommend it and it's pretty good. Actually, I'm finishing the bottle that I started last night. So there you go. Yeah. Did it come in a wheelchair? It did not. I was hoping for it. I was looking oh. around. I was waiting for the theme music to start and shit, but no. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it has been an exciting week for comics and comic related media. Yeah. There are, there are a ton of things I want to talk about. Let's see if we still got the same checklist here. <laughs> yeah. Just Jessica Jones. Check. Check. Walking, walking dead. Check. Check. Dark Knight three, number one, master race. Check. Checkity check, check. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's do the Jessica Jones first. <laughs> all right, we'll we'll, we'll ramp well, up in in, right, in order of goodness. But, oh, hey, but is, David, are you going to remember where where? He, see, it's going to be hard for David because he's seen the whole thing to know I where will, he left I'll, off. I'll, I'll I'll bring up Wikipedia. So I'll find out where you guys the last scenes that you guys end with. And right. and yeah, so so spoilers. This is a show that's been out for a week, all thirteen episodes on Netflix. So uh, if you are not binging if if you're doing like one a week or you haven't seen it yet then you might want to uh fast forward for a bit yes you know chris hardwick said something on talking dead that really resonated with me and i'm i'm warming up to him i i'm i'm learning to really love the guy because he said this is the age of binge watching and you saw that too? No, I didn't see when that, he, but he, it is. He, no, he said, this is the age of binge watching and as great as sitting down for a big old long stretch with shows you love, the, the, one of the things we lose when we do that is the discussion. And he said, like Walking Dead, there was so much talk and conversation and, 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 um, you know, wishing and pleading about that Glenn situation that happened because there was a gap in between episodes where people could process right. and talk yes. and converse. And with, when you sit down with the Netflix stuff and you watch six episodes in a row, yeah, okay, maybe there's some talk, but these, you know, some people watch the whole thing in one mm-hmm. shot. And there's really no like no inter no... inter episode banter about you know just trying to guess and wish and 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 just make sense of what you just saw. You, you consume it all, and I think he's really smart for saying that. Well, there mm-hmm. are there are some things that you do need to you need to just take the emotional stock of it. You, you need to realize what you just saw, what you just witnessed, and yeah. and, and just let it. Yes, that, that, the, the, whether it's the same thing when you're reading single issues or you're going to wait for the collection, you know, do you, re, do you buy a collection and then, you know, read the first chapter and then wait 60 days, 30 days to read the second 30 pages? You know, it's, it works that way in, in all media, but there are some things where, uh, because we are in the era of the age of binge watching, then yeah, there are people who, who need to, see it all and then but they have the ability then to go back and watch it again right, and pick up right. things that they may have missed but you also have those people who will need to watch it now because now i get to ruin it for other people who haven't seen it yet because i'm going to tell you what happens wow. those people are, are those people quickly, my ass i don't quickly right. eradicated exactly. from whatever source they appear mm. but I, i'll be totally honest i can't watch more than four or five episodes in a stretch not only because i don't have the time but you lose it i you forget i you need said. I need to process. Right. Yeah, I, I need to to go over and especially with a show as 
densely plotted as Jessica Jones. Like what I've noticed, I'm five episodes in. Mm -hmm. There's nothing extraneous. It is so cleverly. Yeah. Everything has been thought. We we saw that in Daredevil, but it it's it's just like that where it's just everything has been thought through. There's there's things you can you can question, but people's reactions, people's responses, the way the way the story plays out or how j- just the conversations they have, it just it mm-hmm. it works. It does. Um I didn't like the first 60% of episode 1. Okay. I was almost ready to bail out. Wow. I thought I thought that the initial dialogue was stilted. I thought her delivery was off. I didn't, I don't, I still don't like the intro at all. The intro segment with love the, it. with the, oh, the with purple, the, the music and the, and the layers. Oh, I love and it. I, it's I, just, it's straight out of the comic. And it's, yeah, and, but, I don't like it. And, and the theme is its own thing until like towards the very end. Right. Then, then it reminds me of Daredevil a bit, but I, I, I like it. it. It grew on me. At first, but, a little, it's a little, not cartoony, but jumpy, but I, I dug it. I don't know what it was that, made it click but i think um towards the end i was starting to feel it and then we get the the lead in at the last episode into where the actual series is going and i was like all right i'll stick around second episode i was hooked but that it was rocky there to begin with i, I thought the, that initial monologue when she's walking this i thought it was terrible um but like i said it got real good real fast so maybe it was just me. I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't get that, but I'm wondering if I forget, Vince. Did you not read the comic? Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I no, I bailed out around. Um, I read it when it first, like the first couple issues. I think I made it through maybe six or eight of them, and then I was like, nah, this is, I don't want to read this, just I, because I, I wasn't enamored with the visuals all that much. Mm. Yeah, the, I mean, look, the visuals are. Uh, I'm not going to defend the visuals. It's not a style that I'm generally all that drawn to. I would say that at the time I thought it was the, um, his visuals would be a, a net negative for me in almost any setting, but because of the nature of that series, it was okay for me because it was right. such a real life right. series, you know, but, but I agree. I mean, that's not, that would not be my first choice of comic, of comic art, but uh, no, I didn't feel that way about the first episode. I thought the first episode was very strong from the, from jump. So, hmm. yeah, same here. I, um, I mean, I think they were intentionally going for that classic forties noir yep. private detective. I mean, the, the, it was supposed to be hand fisted dialogue at first. Like it was, no, supposed to, yeah, I got that. Yeah. It's just the way she delivered it. It just, it seemed off to me because mm-hmm. she looks, I, I mean, yes, she, she does look like she'll be able to kick ass. And that's one thing I, I was a little concerned because, you know, you don't want to look like a 12 year old. Girl, and you're able to like lift cars and and throw dudes bigger than you. But you have to be able to pull it off. You have to have that attitude. And and she she did nail that. And I think yeah. that um the fact that you know we would get home and Renee's like, oh, it's late. I was hoping to get to watch another episode. And and mm-hmm. that that tells me something. Because I mean, yes, partly that's because of my Coulter as Luke Cage. But it's she she is really into shows that feature a strong female character and and if but visually it also has to work and and it's not just the attitude so i mean they were firing on all cylinders with this as far as we're concerned in this house yeah yeah um 
I think you said um, Luke Cage. Yep. I think uh, Mike Coulter is definitely the best thing about the series. <laughs> and that's that's not to put everybody else right. down. I think from what I've seen so far, I mean, David Tennant really hasn't made all that much of an appearance where, where I where I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it's uh, I don't know. Uh, Jason, you said you saw four of them. Mm-hmm. He's uh, meeting uh, Malcolm in the park with the with the pictures. Right. I mean, I so that, that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's the only exposure to to david Tennant in this thing so far that i've seen yeah. but i gotta say uh rachel taylor mm, my goodness as mm-hmm. patsy walker oh, yeah, yeah trish is just yes. phenomenal absolutely yes she's really good yeah. um they're all really good i mean carrie ann moss is great uh as a bitch um but it's but, funny that they made that they made hogarth a, a hot chick this time instead of a, a you know a chubby dude Hogarth is oh. Iron Fist's male looked at her attorney in the Marvel comics. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they, they did a little sex change there. That's okay. And, and for the better. It completely, it was lost on me for, oh, no, 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 never mind, never mind, because you're not, you guys aren't up to no, Yeah, <laughs> no, I, 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 was, I was like, but no, the, um, I, I thought the Hogarth thing was really cool. Um, the, uh, um, Lester, Lester Freeman. Showing up. Mm-hmm. Actually, we had we had a couple of uh, HBO series um, characters because Calamity Jane is is Hogarth's. Uh, well, hopefully, what Hogarth wants to be her ex wife. But um, yeah, no, there is uh, there are the the way it was just yes, there were find I, finding out what happens to Malcolm is 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 a, is a punch to the fucking gut. Um, when, when you find out what happens after he has to do the whole photos thing, but the, um, the way, the way the Kilgrave is in Jessica's head, uh, the way they just have it all play out. I, as I'm watching it, I'm just enjoying the fact that we're, we're learning about her. Um, even though she's already been doing this a while and she's obviously damaged, whereas we're finding things out as they happen in her past in bits and pieces, as opposed to us watching it from, from that point forward where there's no, there's no, there's no Luke, I'm your father type moments where we're just watching it as it's happening. The way it, it, it's all playing out just, just works really well. And, and Trish is absolutely phenomenal as, as the series keeps going. Um, there are, there are characters you guys are going to see who there was, there's one dude who I was hoping he would end up being someone else from the Marvel universe, but um, he isn't. And he ends up being someone else who you are not expecting. And it, it there are, there's still those moments like when we were watching daredevil that didn't, yeah, I'm going to just keep comparing it to that, but it's, um, it's still, I don't think Renee was really, getting it that that was part of that this was a continuation of that world and um it it hammers the point home with 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 the season finale yeah i think the the depiction of hell's kitchen is pretty seamless with between this and daredevil you you believe that it's the same area yeah there is one one crazy moment though the there's a there's a, a working still intact atm machine outside of luke's bar which i have to pretty much Cry foul about that because I I can't imagine that would still be in one piece. But um, 
you know what I found really cool? One of the things I do remember from the series was the anal. And I loved, <laughs> I loved the fact that he, he flipped her yeah. over yeah. Um, during that one part. Yeah. And yeah, so, I mean, they did it without actually saying it. So that was for the ones that have read the actual comic. Right. So it was nice. And I love how they broke the bed, too. Yep. That was yes. great. And um, I'm curious. I'm not far enough along in the series to say this, but I've seen some criticism that they do a little supermaning with this show where her her powers and his and Kilgrave's powers are seemingly as strong as they need to be for any given episode. And um, I could see that a little bit. Like, I feel like in the comic, she's straight up like super powered. Like she's, yeah. she can fly. She, she can lift tons. She, I mean, in, in this, it's like she, she gets constantly bleeding. Fight, Don't scratch. Cop, and she's bleeding. Yeah. yeah. But then she can jump off of a building and fly up and catch him in the land. In the, so it's sort of, I don't know if they're they're playing a little fast and loose with what exactly she's up to. Like, there, but I would I would agree that they're doing that more with Jessica than they are with Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but have we learned nothing uh, from Superman? An indestructible, impenetrable, godlike super being is boring, right? No, but it's it's still you know in one episode if she's going to like jump down three stories and and you know land on her feet okay without you know being winded but yeah but but then you know she she gets knocked through a wall and and now she's all scuffed or she gets yeah um she gets shot in the shoulder i mean you know she can still bleed she's still she's she doesn't have luke's skin she's still strong but yeah she can still she's i i would i I guess it's not quite like steve rogers he can still get shot he could still bleed but he just he heals and and he's his skin isn't unbreakable but he's just very dense and and i think that's kind of the way they're they're going with her yeah the one thing that fascinates me about kilgrave is and i think it's it's the same kind of fatal flaw that that um the kingpin has here you have a guy who can seemingly well he has the ability to walk into the white house and assume control of the presidency should he desire to do so but he's so fucking petty he 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 has this phenomenal ability but all he wants to do is torture people yep like that but he yeah and he takes there's no response oh you know i i made you do that or i made this person you know they they wanted to kill themselves or they 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 did you know they did it on their he'll never say they did it on their own free will but anything you know this person robbed for you he he robbed he robbed it i didn't have any i didn't I did not physically, I, I didn't do anything. I just told him to do it. And he just did. There's absolutely no, no accountability. And it, it, right. it gets it, so maddening and in a good way, but it's just like you, you fuck. I just, it, it's, oh my God, it's crazy. Well, you yeah, you can see them laying the groundwork yeah. with, with Malcolm and, and just the fact that he didn't think twice about having this, this young girl just, blow away her parents like that is emotionally devastating she's a wreck she's in prison and the guy just doesn't even care he's still using her as a pawn right. Right. you know and that that to me i mean if you have this kind of power that's small potatoes yeah say you can get off on having this girl jump or smile for hours and hours on end and you get some kind of perverse satisfaction from that you could be the owner of any country you want you can have countless trillions of dollars at your disposal and live the rest of your life unscathed, but you choose to 
torture young girls and go after ex-lovers. Like that to me, like this is not a criminal mastermind. This is a real vain, yeah. petty fuck. He's, he's, he's a, he's a jerk is what he is. And, and, but he's so, he, he has the ability. He could conquer the Avengers if he wanted to. Yes. Seriously. But, he, but it's the, I think you'll, you'll kind of find out why, but it, it's, um, you know, he's also been in New York because do you guys know why, what, what he's been doing before leading up to his appearances on the show? Working for Fox News? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was no, funny. I don't know. All right, then. You'll, is it in the show? Yes. Yeah, everything is, yeah. Um, no, everything, every, which is again part of that thing where, you know, you find out in, in drips and drabs as the, cause the, the, the episode Vince is up to, the next episode Jason's going to see, you you even get the flashback. Actually, no. Well, Vince kind of saw it because you saw the um, when when uh, Kilgrave and Jessica meet. Yes. Is that from the comics? Like, I she don't actually... think so. Right. Because I don't remember. I don't see uh, – Jason, you've seen the part where uh, Kilgrave and Jessica are walking the streets and she does something? Yeah. I don't think Luke could ever reconcile with Jessica no, if, that, if that happened in the comics. I agree. Yeah. Mind control or not. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, he might, I could see him not blaming her, like in the, like in the sense that, right, but, uh, fault, but I can't see him like loving her and then marrying her. No, no, never. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, it's, what I've seen of the show so far has been great. And I have to say it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's very little like the comic, which is good because it yeah. keeps me guessing. Um, but the, but the most important part of the comic, which is her, it's exactly the same. Like it's her, it's the same character. I mean, that's who she is in the, in the comic, but, but what's happening around her is, is, is nuanced, has some similar nuances, but it's just quite different. Yeah. Basically, I mean, they make interesting choices, like having Hellcat in it, you know, like it's a, it's such a fascinating choice because she's not an alias. Like it's great that they, that's the thing. Instead of yeah. so, so instead of Carol Danvers, we're right. going to give you Patsy Walker, and there's right. nothing wrong Not with at that all. because it makes more she sense. could she could make the transition to superhero. She wants to do it. Well, exactly, she's, she's training to do yeah. it. And if you think so, about the street level nature of the show, and and like the scenes we've already seen of Trish in terms of the cop, and um, you know, uh, Carol Danvers would be a terrible choice for that because. Yeah. Carol Danvers is like Superman. She's pretty, pretty much indestructible. I mean, she's right. as powerful, one of the most powerful mutants, or rather not mutant, but one of those powerful superheroes we, 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 you know, in the, in comics these days. So she, I like that this is just a girl. It's a girl training to be a badass, but, yeah. but she's still just a human chick. I love that. And I would love to see her in the yellow space. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's just get it out. But no, all in all, I, I, like I said, I'm only a fraction of the way into it, like Jason, but I think it's really smart, really well made. Um, I mean, another, another win for Marvel, really, so far. It could all go to shit. And I, from the way David's talking, I'm guessing it doesn't. It didn't, so it didn't it. for us. I don't think it will for either of you. Cool. Because in nice. the, in the comic, they, um, Kilgrave, from what I remember with the Bagley drawn pages, they, um, Kilgrave never betted Jessica, right? He I just, he just fucked right. with her mentally. He, yeah, he had right, her yeah. watch, but I don't think he ever did anything with her. And, um, 
There are. And, and again, there's just, there's, but there is something, well, Vince didn't read the, the Wade Somni Daredevil. And, um, but when, when Purple Man shows up out West and he has all his, his, um, his kids all of a sudden start popping up. There's, um, I was expecting some groundwork to, to maybe be laid with that. Since obviously my man just likes doing whatever he can with anybody. I was expecting maybe, you know, they're going to start with that shit, but it, it's, um, overall, I think the, uh, I wasn't, I think what we're, once we get, I don't know if we're going to get Luke Cage next or if we're getting Daredevil season two next, but then after Luke Cage, of course, we're going to get Iron Fist, but then to see everybody all together with the defenders, I, it, it's, it's going to be a crazy couple of years. Yes. Yes. And I think Kilgrave is one of those villains where you don't put him in the raft. Yeah. <laughs> Or, 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 you know, some other ultra high security prison. When you capture Kilgrave, what you do is you kill him. Because inevitably, yeah. with a man, with the powers that he has, it's gonna happen again. So you capture him and you kill him. Yeah, you can't, there's no right. way, which is exactly what the mini said. He's like, how do you not put a bullet in the back of his ear? I, you just, there's no other way to, to put it, I mean, you could keep him doped up. You go, what are you just gonna keep, you're gonna make him the gimp, you're gonna put a ball gag on him, just so which is speak. expensive. You know, I mean, you know. it's just, right. You can just you can give you him just, a lobotomy or something, but. But then, but, so then, there's that, you know, there, there's the baggage of that. It, there, there, there really is no, um, clear cut answer there. There are things that you'd like to see done, or you would hope that would happen, but basically, the only real way to know that he he will never do what he can do um wrong there's thing. no there is yeah there's no assurance right. so you i mean yeah, yeah you, you just yeah, i said to ask are you not going to just there's just nowhere there's no place to put him except in the ground and and as as the as the season continues um i i cannot wait to see i, I can't wait to find out your reactions when when you uh when you get towards the uh, the end of the series Logan would do the right thing, for sure. Oh, he'd bring him, he'd bring him to Jean Grey school and, and... No, 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 no. You would see three blades pop out his, his forehead. Boom. You're done. Nice knowing you. Oh, that's such a good show. I can't wait. You're dead. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jason, any, any other words on Jessica Jones? Uh, no, I mean, it's great so far. I just, uh, I'm sure there's a lot more to come. I mean, we've got 13 episodes, right? So I, uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, Marvel's seemingly doing no wrong with this, this Netflix partnership. They didn't, they, where you had Ben Urich in, in Daredevil, and of course, cause he's working for the newspaper, there were all the, the references to the incident. Really, only the fourth episode is, is the only one so far that, that really tells you that that's the kind of world we're in, because the woman is, is carrying on about her mother who, who yeah. died because the building collapsed on it with the aliens, and the Avengers and, and, you know, and, and, and Jessica's reaction was flawless, getting all pissed because she's like, she's like, so you, you lost your mother and I lost my parents and I'm not taking my shit out on other people because that's what people do is they deal with their shit. And, and they just, and she's just like, you know, if, if I, if I find out that either of you come around again, me and my 99 friends are just, I, it was, it was an awesome scene. I just want to go yeah. watch that. 
It, that that sh- scene should be shown to for your all consideration. These, all, all, all these entitled pricks in the oh, world love who it, think yes. you know that they are the center of the universe. Right. These just deal with your own damn problems, bitch. Before I throw a TV at you. <laughs> 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 that that was really nicely done when when she's on the phone and she pulls the phone away and she can still hear the 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 wife's voice. I'm like. Ah, oh, that's so, and she just slides the door. Just wow, that was a great scene. Really well done. I would not have um, uh, exerted the restraint. <laughs> no, that, that no, definitely Jessica not. Did. Definitely not. <laughs> but then again, I don't have superpowers. Yeah, or or do I? Uh, I mean, Graves is just such a fuck, right? Like when he walks into that house and he just sends the oh, kids into the closet and tells them to pee in the closet. It's just like, oh man, it's like. You dick. Seriously, I, I, you know, they're, they're saying that, you know, great TV villain. I'm seeing it. Yeah. Flashes of it, but, uh, the best is probably yet to come. Oh my God, you guys have got plots. And, 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 and he's still <laughs> my favorite fucking doctor. And he's this prick of it. Oh my God, I hate him, but it's, it's. Yeah, there were, <laughs> online, there were, there were, there were who fans going into like, <laughs> uh, cardiac arrest because he's so bad in this. Oh my god, he's acting. That's amazing. No, that's acting. Who? Steven Yoon from The Walking Dead again. He is, and that, that leads us to our next. <laughs> well, it, this is the last time we're ever going to have Vince talk about the show, right? I think Why? so. Well, because. No, you... no, I've. No, 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 okay, no, 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 no. Hear, hear me out, my brothers. Hear me out. Okay, <laughs> hear me out. I said there was a point where I said if they renege. On this death, I'm on seriously have to consider. No, you pardon. No, no, listen. I no, did not. Did there was not. no black and white. There was no. But listen, listen, said, listen. I, if they renege on this, I'm done with the show. <laughs> no, I said I could be done with no, the show. No, you did not. But here's here's my reasoning. Here's my reasoning. I thought about it for a good long while. Uh-huh. I watched the episode three times, uh-huh. and I'm thinking, all right, okay, I'm pissed. Yeah, I wasn't. I was elated. To see him still alive. I have to admit, that scene was really well done. Exceptionally so. When he's pulling his shit underneath that dumpster and he's like, ah, and he's stabbing them in the shit. And he's... That was a great scene, okay? The whole episode was great, but I've thought about it in the interim. Walking Dead is derived from comics. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. A medium where that... Go on. No, shut up. A medium where that... Is he or isn't he? The, the fake death is a plague. It's a pestilence in the art form. It really is. So all they're doing here is, is employing a storytelling tactic that we have seen done to death in the medium for which, from which this comic is derived, right? So they get one. This is their one gimme. It's, it, I'm not calling foul because comics do this all the time. We're sick of yeah. it, right? For the you show to do it mm-hmm. once, for the show to do it once, Okay, you you've you've uh, embraced that storytelling technique. Mm-hmm. You're done. I have to say it was masterfully played. They hooked us in like crazy, and um, so this is they do it again. Then I'm going to call foul. But for oh, this once, but for this once, it's okay because it's really not a transgression. I wish I was the producer this week and you weren't, so I could replay the tape. <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean? The episodes are archived. We got them. There was no, there was no middle ground. There was. It was there. there. There was a little bit of wiggle room One at the end. One of our faithful but... listeners is going to pull the tape and have it for I'm us. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. But I'm just saying, 
I in 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 while reflecting on how well it was done, and uh, on Talking Dead, um, Scott was it Scott? What's his face said that the way that they played that out was they wanted the viewers mm-hmm. to have the same uncertainty as all of the characters in the actual show, which I thought was brilliant. Because he said, you know, you, you watch these things and the, the viewer has the benefit of knowledge that the characters within the thing he's, he or she is watching don't have. But he wanted everybody on the same even keel. And that's why they didn't tip us off. That's why we, there was no finality because obviously it was planned. But we had the same knowledge as Maggie or Rick or anybody else in this damn thing. We didn't know. And I thought that was really smart to do that. And that's their one. They get this one. This is Everybody their game. Yeah. I can't, I can't front because they, they did it so well. It was a great culmination. It was a great episode. It was, re- it was extremely well done. And because we care so much about Glenn. Yeah. They're not, and, and Scotty was right. I should, I should have paid more attention to the way it was done because we, like Scotty said, you know, you didn't see a body, you didn't see them well, going still, in. That's not how we fell. That, that's not, I mean, yes, I, I get it. I get all of it. And, and, and I don't, I don't disagree with it, but the way it, if you follow through with, with the falling off the dumpster and then it ends up with Nicholas like perpendicular, it was, it just. Yeah, and then you got a, you got a dead body on top of you and you're gonna be able to slide. You're not gonna be able to slide. It's got a, you got a dead body on top of you. Even though it's getting, you know, it's getting lighter by the second since they're pulling his guts out, but it's still. No, but as they're pulling, <clears throat> as, the, as the zombies were pulling, they were probably relieving some of the right, pressure. Right, yeah, no, yes, it's getting lighter and, and. Yeah. And he's a strong guy, not super strong, strong. but I mean. He he has he has been in a Sleep. state of perpetual starvation for like two years. <laughs> Dude's lean. He's muscular. Oh, muscular. Listen, I love Glenn. It's cool that he's there, but I think that was definitely the most fast and loose they've ever been for the sake of a of a cliffhanger. And I don't like it. I, I don't want to see that guy. I hope that doesn't happen frequently because because the the coolest thing about the show is that anybody is fair game. Yep. And. And you never know who's going to die, and and it's the people you least expect or you least want, and they and they die all the time, and uh, they're getting a little. This this season is they're getting a little slow on the draw with killing people that actually matter. I don't think so. I think you are going to see the shit go down. Well, now that down. now that the end of this past episode, yeah, I mean, yeah, now that, now that the walls, they down. are they are telegraphing. Um, well, it could either go one of two ways. With Ron having the gun, I think he's going to go postal they, Columbine on him. Yeah, but I I think he's he's going to do either one of two things. If they stray from the comics, I think Ron is going to shoot his mother, and and uh, and that is, and you know that's going to set Rick off. Well, more, more than having his surrogate home invaded by hordes of the Walking Dead, but he's either going to kill his mom, and then get eaten, or we are going to see the arrival of One-Eyed Carl. Yeah, I think that's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. It could be, and and I I lean more towards the latter because it is the season, the mid-season finale. They got to go off on a bang. No pun intended. I, I think I think Carl's going to lose his hat. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Yeah, and I don't think. Uh, well, I'm going to make a prediction. None of the Andersons are going to get out of this alive. None of them. Especially Sam is going to get majorly fucked up because he's going to stay upstairs 
like um, uh, Alan in the, in uh, Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, and all the zombies are going to come up the stairs, yeah. and he's going to get chomped on big time. But yeah, none of the Andersons are getting out. None of them. Even Blondie. Oh, I, I you know uh, Alexander Breckenridge. I love looking at her. I really do, but I, I don't think she's going to make it out alive. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Sad, but uh, no. I think I think big doings are going to go down in the in the finale. I don't think I don't think Carl is going to be the only one uh, affected. I think somebody else. There's going to be a number of deaths in this. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, hope you're right. Any any predictions? Uh, probably I, Gabriel. Finally. I don't think so. No. I don't think there's enough time. They don't have enough time to to play that story out. It's not an extra long episode. I yeah. here's 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 my guess. Deanna's gonna bite it. Yeah, that bums me out. I think her son's gonna bite yeah, he it. Should. He's a fucking idiot. Um maybe Eugene? Mm. That would be dope, but I think <laughs> Eugene's gonna go the I think Eugene's gonna go the way that uh oh uh no, oh never mind, I won't say it because Deanna oh. doesn't but <laughs> never mind. Um, yeah, I mean, Eugene does kind of just in the way. I don't, maybe, um, no, see, they can't do, they can't do Rosita because that, that lets Abraham off the hook too easy. Uh, I think Tara is going to go. I, I'm concerned. Yeah. I, she, she has that because she, she saved dipshit last week and she is somebody who, and that it, you know, she found love. It, it's just, it would be. Yeah. They're going to crush that. Like, yeah, I think more is going to go. I don't say that. Though nuts. I hope so, but I don't think that's going to uh, happen. I think he's going to go. He's nah, superfluous to the comic. He doesn't even exist in the comic. Yeah. And he's had a really great arc. I mean, you could say this has been this, the Morgan season, really. I mean, this has been his arc in a lot of ways. So I could see him but just getting wiped gonna, off. So his by his own doing, because he left if he does go, if Morgan does die, I think it will be because he stands his ground and tries to save other. He tries to preserve life. And he's he's gonna disregard his own. I think process. Carol's gonna take him out. No, I think Morgan's gonna go down fighting. I don't think if he Carol is going is. down. I hope he goes down fighting because um, I, well, because what about Daryl? There's been rumors boy. all season that Daryl's not gonna stay on the show, right? So no Have way, really? Yeah, way. Oh. Nah, yeah, the, the rumors, the production shots, the behind the scenes, because people are like, oh, look, here's here's Glenn uh, from from a production shot behind scenes with like, you know, the, the Jesus. And it's like, I don't I don't know what these people I don't <laughs> give a shit. I don't I don't get credence just because some dude was standing on the set the same fucking day that, you know, the day after Glenn's dead. Look, Glenn's still alive. I don't I don't pay any attention to that shit because it's just it's I don't care who was on set. To get fitted for wardrobe while they were filming other scenes with living cast members. That, that means nothing to me. I'm not watching. I don't look at that. That's stuff. what I'm saying. And when you t- uh, uh, tipped me off that there was something going around the net, um, last week, I purposely stayed off the Facebooks as much as I could. Yeah. Well, I, I don't like say what... that Deanna and Morgan are definitely gone. Yeah. I can see Deanna going. And Ron. Ron's gone. I hope Ron's gone. Oh, Ron's definitely. The, the, the whole family's gone. Yeah. Um, and I would love it. Love it if Glenn is gone. Like if they actually take him out. <laughs> they like just, straight up. They finally do it know, this time for yeah. real. That's, that's fucked up. You should, you should not wish <laughs> oh, that. But that's, I suspect, oh, but okay, I suspect but Glenn is going to stay around until he can go in the way that he went in the comics. I think Kirkman will purposely not do that. 
I, th- I think I'm hoping you that don't, he learns you don't, you don't, you don't hire, uh, was it Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying that they can't have that character in the show, but I don't think he's going to take out. What I'm saying uh, is, is that Negan, whether they have him do different things in the show than he did in the comic, he has to lay waste to a huge chunk of the people we care about to be the character that he was in the comic. Right. I'm thinking of actually buying that new, uh, what the third compendium, because it picks off, ex- it picks up exactly where I left off <laughs> with with the comic. No shit, it does. That's and I cool. was like, Walmart has it for like, I oh, think it's sure. a, yeah, Walmart has it for forty bucks, and I think it's like a sixty some dollar book. That's cool. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I was thinking about starting um, over from scratch. Really? Yeah, I feel solely disconnected from the comic. I'm like four or five trades behind and. Hmm. Now, what do you think about uh, Abraham and Sasha? I dig it. Yeah, but why did they put that in there? Why it doesn't? It doesn't like unless they have something planned for the the, the mid season thing. It just seems so out of place that Abraham would be just like, yeah, I want to get some of that. Like, where is that coming from? He's horny. They're both and he has, right. They're and he both has suicidal, excellent suicidal. I gotta say, the guy has excellent taste. Because that would be my first choice too. Have you flavor? I think, I think, oh. I think, I think if they kill Sasha, Vince is not with the show. No, I, nah, not, nah, we'll see. She's gonna die eventually, <laughs> but um, she's a beautiful girl. Oh my goodness, is she beautiful? Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I like beautiful women. <laughs> it's all drooling and shit. It's not drooling. I appreciate slobbering over there. Gorgeousness. Um, no, uh, I loved the part. When dipshits tacking up his stupid prayer meeting. Oh, we're going to have a prayer meeting on <laughs> Sunday and everybody come. And friggin' Rick just walked up, just took him right off. I laughed out loud and my kids were like looking at me like, what? What's so funny? Oh, that scene was great. But then he had to go back and tack his little thing up on the board. Come pray with me. I'm ineffectual and I could teach you to be ineffectual too. So come. Damn. I hate him. I so hate it. I know. You are he so could racist. Be, he could be. <laughs> Green, purple. I don't care what color he is. He's ineffectual. He got people dead, and and he serves no purpose other than to breathe everybody else's air. That's it. The guy is a putz. He almost got our people killed when he went behind the scenes. Tell Deanna they're they're dangerous. No, you don't even know. Well, then if if Morgan does die, then he's then Gabriel's definitely sticking around because they got to keep their they got to keep the quota. That's you think that there's a quota. (laughs) <laughs> it's the most stupidest thing, but it, it generally, you know, you have it, it, whether it's Tyrese or um, uh, D'Angelo Barks, it, it's whoever. You know, black people do not, black men do not last long on the show. Period. It's hmm. true. I don't know if that's T Dog. Well, T Dog was dumb. <laughs> he was dumb as a fucking He's a dumb dude. Oh my god, you idiot! But yeah, dumb as a stump. <laughs> What do you think about Enid? What about her? She's an idiot. Is that heads up? I, you just fucking threw it, you dumb broad. I don't think she's a wolf. I, I think she's I don't, an idiot. Yeah, I, I think she's a dumbass kid. Um, but that's all kids are dumb at that age. Uh, I don't think she's malicious, and I, and I don't think she'd be able to break that programming. That those wolves yeah, no, seem not. And because we got her backstory. It, it's, we didn't really yeah. get, I mean, yeah, she kind of scratched herself with that whole JSS shit, but it's, we didn't, from when the family had the car trouble 
to to her munching on Donatello, and then we end up with with uh, you know ending up at the house. We we didn't really there wasn't a whole lot right. of time where I, we would have right. seen her get programmed. But for her to be in, in, indoctrinated into whatever society those wolves come from, I don't think there would have been enough. You're right. I don't think the, the duration was long enough for her to actually for the programming to actually take. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's why she's there, but. You know, who knows the extent of of the wolves programming? Maybe they have this latent thing right. that's triggered. Maybe that's triggered by a yeah sleep rage. Maybe it's triggered by something. I don't know, but we'll see. I'm. I just. I think this season is so far. I don't. I don't know if it's the best season. Last season was pretty damn good. I think, but this season is great. Uh, I think it's my favorite yeah. season so far. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. In terms of zombies per screen inch, I think it's the most. We haven't seen this many zombies in one place uh, Plenty of ever. budget, man. The budget's unlimited now. Right, right. No, I, I, I just love it so much. And that's why I've, I understand completely what they did with Glenn. And I for, I've forgiven them for it. <laughs> of course you do. When you can manipulate millions of people, why don't you? Why wouldn't you do it? Why not? Spoken like a true comic book editor. Right, but what about the amount of buzz they got just from that? There was tremendous amount. Of, that's just you can't pay for that kind of advertising. It, it, there's not a dollar amount in, on the planet that would cover it. Mm-hmm. It's just expansive, and it's, it's just they got it from doing one little thing. But that's the last time they're going to do that one little thing. I hope. You hope. I hope so. <laughs> hey, Lucy, I'm home. Uh, you got some explaining to do, it, it, but um, and now I'm hooked on friggin' Walking Dead too. Aw, I'm not Walking Dead, uh, Talking. <laughs> oh, Dead. oh, really? Oh, not me. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Yeah, I, I, I why? I, I think look it's to a see fun who's going to be on it, but I tend not to. Hardwick annoys the shit out of me. He did yeah. at one time. Yeah, no, he annoys because me. I've also started. I, I've seen a few episodes, not a few episodes. I've seen some parts. Of various episodes of At Midnight and him as a host with three other dudes who are funny, it, it makes him easier to take. So he has grown on me, but I don't, I don't watch The Talking Dead outright because there's a lot of fluff with it. Like, I mean, it's, it's cute with the, okay, and here, and, and now's the part of the show where we're going to say goodbye to all, all the zombies that we met yeah, I like and, that. or any of the cast members. And I mean, and it's, <laughs> and that's a cute thing, but there are, I enjoy the interviews with or whoever's sitting on the couch and how do you feel about the show? Who's your favorite character? What are you looking forward to? But then there's just some other stuff that, that I don't know if it needs to be an hour, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't watch that show. I am caught up on, on into the badlands though. I finally did get to watch the second episode. I, I didn't even see any of them yet. Damn. Neither. Oh, you killed good. Me. The fighting is good. I enjoyed the first episode. The second episode had, had some good moments. I'm, I think it's only six or seven episodes for the season or at least into, mm-hmm. for this arc, but, um, I'll, I'll stick it out. I, I do like it. I think the, um, I like most of the characters so far and the, uh, the fighting is, is pretty cool. So, um, they had me for that and there's not much else going on on Sunday night. So, well, from what I can see, it has much more depth than the, uh, the average, you know, chopsaki martial arts film. There, there seems to be 
some kind of struggle going on where all these different houses are going after this one main figure. And that's really all you need, right? Yes. For a, sh- a show like this. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm just letting them build up. I'll watch maybe three or four, uh, at once, but I've been devoting most of my time to Jessica yeah, and, and walking. The, um, and you're with into the Badlands, you, pretty much from the first episode, you're, you're caught up. You don't, there's no, Unlike Jessica Jones, where you're getting flashbacks, you know, to things that happened before the first episode, you're, you pretty much hit the ground running. They, there's a, um, there's a voiceover or at least a, a, a crawl that tells you what's been going on, why the world is like this. And, uh, and then you kind of just meet some of the characters and that's pretty much all you need to know. There's just, there, there are five, five, seven. There, there, there are a few families that are controlling, you know, different, aspects of uh of people's lives and uh the the main baron that uh the main character works for um he basically has poppy fields so his his slaves tend to that and uh yeah no and the baron baron can have uh more than one wife and um but he has he has um his his henchmen, his, his main, his muscle are clippers and then clippers can take on uh, like apprentices, which are, uh, which are referred to as cults. And, um, yeah, it's, there's, that sounds uh, fairly deep. No, yeah, there's, there, there's some, uh, there's some nifty little, it's not just, you know, here's a guy, go fight him. And, you know, it, it's a lot more depth than, you know, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Oh, my one, my one yeah. nitpick, mm-hmm. and it's it's entirely superficial. Having not seen minute one of any episode, everybody's too attractive. There are some There's, attractive it, people on it. Seriously, one of the sons yeah, is I mean, not though, and one of I the mean, daughters I, is. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, if you if you're a seasoned fighter, you're going to have multiple broken noses. It's not going to set you're right. You're going to good. Well, maybe, but you're going to be, you know battered and bruised and you're not going to look he as is good scarred as... i will tell you this he is scarred. well yeah that one dude with the all the tattoos right. on his yeah, back every, from every, every... every mark is a kill good looking dude well yeah like, seriously you know not, not the face he's still good looking even with the scar cable has a scar and he's handsome a- af so that come on hilarious yes <laughs> really <laughs> all right i want to talk about it uh, it's time i oh gotta boy. talk about it Woot. <laughs> This week saw the release of the first issue of Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. It did. It did. And I got to say, I was at the shop and there was uh, no sight of the hardcover edition. Huh. No? Yeah. I don't even know what the damn thing looks like. So I had to get the regular edition oh, just to read it. That's okay. I got the hardcover coming from yep. our, spon- our sponsor. Um, is it going to surprise anyone <laughs> that I loved it? Nope. Anyone? No, it's not going to surprise. There, there are people who don't even listen to the show. It's like, oh, that's, that's no big deal. I knew that was coming, but I thought it was great. I, aside from, I, I have to call foul. I thought the coloring and some of the inking in the Adam story was jank. I thought Alex Sinclair did no favor. I didn't. I don't like the coloring in anything. Both, oh, I thought the, stories. Oh, really? I thought yeah, the first no. the first story was fine, but the uh, Klaus he, he Klaus look at the ink on the, on the the main story. 
Klaus can switch it up based on mm-hmm. who who he's embellishing, mm-hmm. and it it seems like. He got to the second story. He's like, "Oh fuck, it's Frank. I'm just gonna whatever." <laughs> the 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 lizard slash dinosaur was atrocious, yeah, and and part of that was on Frank for designing it to be so. Like it did not even look like the same beast in all three pants <laughs> that true. it was in. It's true. It just he just threw it down. All right, but, and he had the opportunity to really. Wa- Frank has done great dinosaurs before. Tales to offend. I mean, th- just he can draw a great dinosaur. But it seemed like that lizard was an afterthought, yeah. and, and what? And it looked like. Look at me shitting on it. It looked like between panel two and panel three that the lizard went to get some takeout and like gain fifty pounds because that <laughs> one true. in the third panel yeah. was, dude, you're taking out water. <laughs> Slow down. But the main story I thought was absolutely perfect, in every way. I liked the uh, the the monologue. Um, I thought the Wonder, Wonder Woman sequence was phenomenal. The Wonder Woman sequence was cool. It was great when she, and not only, but it was conceptual because she's talking about, um, you know, taking out the, the, the big bad and what happens when, when you're there and you save the people and then they, they, they look to you for, for, for as salvation and then they bring you down as a threat and blah, blah, blah. And it, and what she was talking about was going on actually in the battle. So I thought it was, and, and that one panel, uh, with the Minotaur, where it's, it's the full page spread, and he's got the arrow sticking oh, out yeah. of him, and, and the breath coming out of his nose, and she, and we get to see a little Wonder Woman nipple. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, just she a little bit. Me. Oh my god! Just a well, she's you know, uh-huh. she's not only a, a, a hero, she's a mother. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I can go on and on and on. I thought I thought the first story was phenomenal, but did you notice? One of the things I picked up in Dark Knight 1 and the awesome Dark Knight 2, uh, the commentators are generic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Now, now it's Bill they're, O'Reilly. They're, they're very specific yeah. as to who these people are. Right. I mean, we see Kelly and Michael and John Stewart and Sanctimonious Al Sharpton, all skinny and shit. Hmm. Uh, I, I thought that was very curious that they would not just take you know, placeholders, depending on political slant or, you know, whatever media outlet they work for. But now these are real people in this book. The Jon Stewart was a little off. But uh, the other ones I thought were pretty dead on. Um, And I didn't see the end coming. The last, I I didn't see the reveal. I, I, I guess I wasn't I was caught up in the the fact that the bat was back and he was kicking ass in his usual way. Well, you're also I, caught up I, in the fact that they drew uh they drew Batman look like a giant man the entire book and then yeah. So, what you think so, dude? Yeah, yeah. It's like Ronan. It's like when Bendis had Ronan actually be Echo. <laughs> no, if if you look at the the panel where um, uh, no, never yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you get to the last page. And it's... Yeah, he's he's drawn kind of beefy, and and the fist, the the if you look at the diameter of the fist, uh, of the wrist when he punches the cop in the face at the one panel on the top, that's a man's wrist. Mm-hmm. That that it's is a man, baby. Well, it's it's a man. That man's um, man's glove. But that's okay. Oh, that's you, yeah. you, you, no. You can pay, play fast and loose with that because because it's Frank. Because it's Flynn. Oh, don't worry about it. I, th- I think it's fine. My I, don't, I don't. I don't. There's no foul there. Okay. Oh, that's, that's all that matters. 
Did you guys not enjoy it? I loved it. Really? Loved it. Oh, well, that's refreshing. Like the, I looked at a thousand times more than I liked TK. You don't got to. You don't got to go there. Yeah. Let's just judge. Let's just judge. Oh, let's on its own. I think Kubert has never looked better. I totally agree. Um, I don't know about never, but I think never, he's looked better. Never looked better. I think he. I think this is one of those times when it can be very dangerous when an established artist decides to abandon their core style and try and pay homage to someone. And this could have gone very wrong, but I think it went very right. I think no, he tried he to make just, it look like Frank in homage to Frank, but not without it being aping Frank. And I think it worked out perfectly. You're Love right, the visuals. Right. He kept the spirit yeah. uh, of the, the Frank stuff, uh, especially once Batman jumps in with the cops Mm -hmm. Uh, the one, the one panel where they're all around him and they're casting long shadows, that's pure Miller. But the way it's drawn is not. I mean, it, it looks like, uh, a Qbert, which is great. I mean, he did his father proud on this too. Absolutely. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I thought it was, I mean, look, it's a setup issue, right? I mean, it is pretty much a setup issue. So yeah, that's but probably I, my, my biggest problem with it. Mm-hmm. Because I've read I read a few first issues this week, and all of them, most of them, did a better job of setting things up, and and basically because they were all new ideas, and and they were just they were throwing it all out there, hoping that you'd pick up the second issue, and this is this is hedging its bets on on the name on on the fact that it's it's basing this story on something that came from the past and it 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 absolutely was a, a setup issue there wasn't a lot here for me to really like i i enjoyed i enjoyed frank penciling the adam story i liked Kubert's art but i i did not like the coloring i did not it didn't feel like a dark knight book to me and and that's it, but I, I kind of wasn't expecting it to, and and it just I. There are things that I did like about it, but for the most part, I they were just things that I, I wasn't I wasn't really feeling. Huh. You you commented to me that you knew what you were getting into the first glimpse of. So the, you turn the uh, page, since you get to the first cover, but inside the, cover, the, what the bat signal thing? No, where where, where, where it, it says, says the, credits, where where the credits yeah. are based on. The Dark Knight Returns by, uh, so it's not, it, it, again, it's, it's based on Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. So it's not, and even, and even if you, I, cause I, I read Lois and, I read Superman Lois and Clark number two today. And when you get to like the, the DC Nation page that they've been doing where they interview creators of, of current books, they interviewed, um, Frank and Brian for, uh, for Dark Knight three. And all Frank is doing throughout the entire Q and A is making sure people know. And the the last question, the 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 last thing they ask him, um, where, where Brian is is Azarello is talking about, you know, how great it is to work with Frank and how they're always trying to make each other laugh. And Frank says again to reiterate, and I'm not being modest here. I'm consulting. This is Brian's show. So again, I'm just, at which we realized last week when Frank did the other interview, it's just, again, this is not, 
this looks like this has the the there's a a whiff of the ideas from the first Dark Knight book, but it's still not. To, this is not a, a continuation from from what I read before. I mean, it's got some of the characters, and I'm I'm interested to see where the characters go. I I like you know the idea of Mama Wonder Woman. I want to see what's going on with um, with Lara and, and Superwoman or Supergirl, whatever you want to call her. I you know, and then at the end of the book, the end of the Adam story, she goes because who else are you going to go talk to when you want to? bring small people to regular size again. You know, that that works. And and because something I'm really curious about is when you get to the end, um and then I'll get to the to the various covers in a minute, but when you get to the um when you get to the end of the story and you see where um where it says uh to be continued, I'm dying to find out how it's going to play out because every chapter of the mini comic is going to feature a different character drawn by a different artist. So like we know the third chapter is Wonder Woman by Eduardo Riso. And I don't know if they're going to, if, if every, these are the things that I'm looking forward to as this series plays out. Are the mini comics going to all tie into each other or are they just going to like spotlight somebody that's going to tie back in before the eight issues are up? Um, well, the mini comic here tied directly to the main story, right? But it was Superman and Adam and, you with chapter two, I, I forget who's the backup for, for who's drawing it and who the character is for the second chapter. But this story, you have, you had two continued in this book. You had the continued for the end of the mini comic and you have for the main story because the main story is doing its own thing with, with Carrie and, and you know, there, so this is all, I'm, it, it's, it's kind of like just the, the rubberneckers. It, it, it's a train wreck that I'm, I'm waiting to see how it's going to play. I'm, I'm along for the ride in that regard. I don't, I just want to see where it's going to end up. And, and so they have me in that regard, but I'm not, it's not a, it's a Batman story, but to me, it's not a, um, it has, I'm not, I'm distancing it from, from the dark Knight in my eyes. I just, the, the dark Knight is, is its own thing. Hasn't, been touched since those first four issues since, since, since Frank did that story and that was it. And, and this is pretty much continuing that. So I, I'm going to just see where the, uh, the creators and the characters are going and what really kind of, and because Bruce Wayne is dead and that's not who's in the outfit, every variant cover that would be a pinup in a collection in any other universe they're all featuring the old it's D, it's variant covers for DK3 but every single image is of Bruce and Carrie from the first Dark Knight series and but there was a reason why she said Bruce Wayne is dead because Bruce Wayne is dead right Batman because he's dead. he's he's assumed the right. mantle yes, of the bat permanent right right yeah so I mean, right, but so, I, I, so, I, so I'm not understanding your criticism, of David, because I'm with Vince. I think that as the series goes on, we're going to see Bruce Wayne in a Batman costume. I don't think that's an issue. No, I'm not. Def- definitely. No, I, I, I didn't mean to confuse no, anything he, about that. I, I didn't. I, I know Bruce is is alive. I just where 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 we were as far as the story goes with with what. Where there is, Batman is 
being played by a female running around dressing up, but every, every image that I, I, I see from all the variant, the, 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 the dozens of variant covers are all referencing old because Carrie wasn't Robin in, in Dark Knight Strikes again. It, it's just, it's a lot of what I'm, a lot of what my, my hang up is about the whole idea of this is just that we're, we're really just hammering home the fact that this was a great story that we told over 20 years ago and we're just going to, it, it's, it's before Watchmen. We're just going to, to get every. I was going to say, I was going to make, no, this sounds no. a lot like your issues you had with before Watchmen. Is the no, I think, I think you're doing the story. I'm not talking about service. the story right now though. I'm talking about just, just the, well, the, 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 but I gotta, and, I gotta have, I gotta have Vince's back on this one though. Like I, I, like, I don't understand why on earth, like, what the variant covers look like would be even worth discussing as a criticism. Like, it's very, there's a lot like, of the variant covers is just a business. Like, that's just business, man. Like, that's, that's DC wanting to sell more kept copies. So they, I mean, Which, that's right. just, a, but they're all, but they're all pinups referencing well, how many, but how many covers of comics today don't have anything to do with the story inside? Like, that's a criticism of modern comics because. They ask a different guy to do the cover three months before and he never sees the script. So I, yeah, like I, they, I guess I just, I want to, like, I just think we spent three minutes on the, what happened inside the book and then we're, we're, no, you're, and that's, that, and, and, but yeah. that's on me. That's, you know, we, I took it that way. So I mean, we, no, mm-hmm. I think they may have given the, the various creators artistic freedom to do whatever the hell they wanted for the, for the variant covers. Right, I'm sure when you're, when you're in charge of, um, overseeing a project, with as many variants as this, you're just like, yeah, Mike Allred, you know, do what you want. Just, just whatever. You could do whatever you want. Or, you know, you, you, you tell Gary Frank or, uh, I think Manipul did one, Tim Sale did one, even Bruce Tim did Bruce one. Did, just yeah. go, just, just do, do whatever you want to do. Go ahead. Just in keeping with the spirit of Dark Knight, you know, we're not going to tell you what happens in the story. Just, just do, give us a Dark give us an homage to Dark Knight and we'll slap it on the cover. I really don't think there was, Precision planning on on the with the content actually of the variant covers because I'm sure they don't care who's going to no, see no, them. No, they don't because a lot of them were also yeah. retailer incentives. You know, only retailers got certain covers, and 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 that's fine. Again, that's just that's me nitpicking. I have no problem. I, I admit that that that's that has no bearing on yeah, the you interior, have, on the on the inside. You have every store. right to nitpick. No, because this is what do we make of what do we make of soups. I think that's, see, that's where I was going to reply to David, where this is a direct continuation of Dark Knight 2. I mean, it, it is a linear progression. After what happened in Dark Knight 2, Superman goes into this self-imposed exile in the, in the Fortress of Solitude. The Dark, the Lana, it, had DK2 not existed, Lana would not exist. So it, it, I mean, yes, these are, it, this is a direct descendant from DK2. And not, not in spirit, obviously, but, thematically this is a continuation it is they have wonder woman and, and superman have children yes they do the two of them this time you know they they fucked in the air and now they got yeah. kids yeah. <laughs> well so, okay so that's interesting do you are are you sure this the baby is his oh it's I, i'm not entirely sure no because he's been in exile it, right he's been frozen so yeah it, it's probably bruce's that's what i think i think it's bruce's baby yeah yeah I think that's exactly it. I think she's got kids from both of them. The Trinity is the yeah. Trinity. She's taught fully, fully rendered. Right. If you look or go back and and uh, scan her monologue during the when she's fighting the Minotaur, she talks 
it seems like she's referencing two other people. We are the light in the dark, the shield from death. Yeah. You know, because she's saying, you know, you taught us to be this way, which I would guess would be um, Superman, right? But then she talks about the cracked lips and the hissing and the, uh, you know, their fear is my bread and butter. She's talking about Bruce there. So I, I mean, agree. you could take it. And I think, too, just taking it a little further, uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, baby, equals what we see from, I mean, basically a god. Wonder Woman, right. Wonder Woman, Batman, baby, little man's probably quite vulnerable. Yeah. Well, she's got to protect him. Right. No, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was assuming that, but I, I, you know, I wasn't going to go there until we got more information, but the clues. And we know who the master there. race is now too, which is cool. Can't do Yeah. So we're, yep. we're going to get them undrunken and they're going to fucking wreak havoc, which I like. Right. Which is cool. Um, visually, I know David probably hates it, but I thought the, the image that, um, ushers in the credit page is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Because it's a bridge between that high chroma, ultra pixelated disaster. DK, no, come on. Uh, you know, DK2, which DK2 was ushered in during the period where, uh, the visual applications were not nearly as advanced as today. Everybody was blowing out the colors because they could. You know, you can you 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 went for that fifth ink because now the technology allowed you to do so. And and you know the the the, the Kai's power tools and all that bullshit filtering that Lynn Varley employed in DK2 was the status quo of the time. Now graphic ap- applications are so advanced where with especially with um you know painter and photoshop you can there's no denying you could create something digitally that can fool even the best eye the most trained eye and i think that's why this graphic that uh, accompanies the, the the credits page is absolutely perfect because it 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 pulls us from those days when you know we were stumbling because we didn't know any better into this near perfect state where we can do it digitally and no one would know i mean you could tell by this if you work in these applications you can spot the signs that this thing is digital but to the average viewer that doesn't look digital at all does it? I mean, both of you do. Does that look digital no, to you? No. Right. And I, I can, I can guarantee that it is. And it's just like, that's, that's symbolically, that's a really nice hook that, yeah, we've come out of the darkness, which is ironic because dark was with those friggin' blown out high chroma colors. And now, you know, we, we get this, this beautiful frontispiece and then it's all turned to shit by the second story which i think the coloring is is really an abomination in that second story it's nasty seriously it's like they, the, a green dinosaur with purple stripes like are you not and then the, the stripes turn green yeah, in the third yeah, the, green, the greens are an afterthought i mean the stripes are just like yeah let's do some stripes and and does the does the beast whack him with his tongue or is his tail really wet like i can't tell why is if that's a tongue why is it not pink when 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 Adam like jumps by the mouth of the thing, oh, so yeah. if, he's, if he's jumping by the mouth and there's this wet thing that takes a swipe at him, you would think it was its tongue, but it's green. Yeah, like, I thought the it, second. It, it, I thought the whole second part was jank, personally. Well, I'm I not not the 
the the line work's not <laughs> jank, but the the colors are, are kind of stinky. Wasn't I think lot, too much either, but. Oh, I mean, I was all over the line work, man. I love it. Woo! It's so good. I, I, I enjoyed Ray Palmer at wrestling with his lab coat, though. It's like four panels <laughs> yeah. of just like putting it on, taking it off. I'm just oh. <laughs> Don't don't make <laughs> you dick. Oh, you I make think... me laugh. You always make me laugh. He's smelling it. Mm. <laughs> you put, put the fabric sheet in there. That was great. I think uh someone needs to tell Frank that an Adam sign is not a bunch of rectangles overlapped on top of each other. <laughs> He's a chili pepper. There's a lip they're ellipses. They're ellipses, not not uh, rectangles. No, nah, but this this is the new the new Adam. Know, yeah. This is this is Frank's Adam. He's revitalizing the character. Oh, I see. Possible. Yeah. It's cool. Nice. <laughs> no, I like the story but, but, and the art. But strong though. Strong first issue, I think, very much. Oh ah, yeah, yeah. I'm still really curious as to what the heart cover looks like. Like why I'll let you know. Not? Me too. Because it's coming, baby. It's coming tomorrow, hopefully. Got my shipping notice. Uh, so, I'm a little bit... I, I don't remember much of Yindel at all, really. Uh, really I, I hope every stanza of those books memorized. To a point, I do. But, I mean, she... I don't think she was a huge part of of the... The saga so far, but I, I guess knowing Azarello, he's positioning her to be, you know, obviously the new Gordon. Yep. But the, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you got I, you got the trench coat down, though. I mean, that's that's reminiscent of yeah, and the hair yeah, and the glasses. The glasses. And, uh, I love this Minotaur sequence. Good it God! Was very, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that, that was probably my favorite part of the issue. Yep. The rain. The this. Just the the the. The cadence of the the whole fight is just beautiful, and then the the kicker with Diana looking down through you know through her 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 tiara, yeah. and the the rain is coming down, it's streaming down her face. That's just beautiful. It is really That's nicely done. The uh, they, but we didn't get much Batman in the first issue of Dark Knight anyway, because it, but that was also like forty eight pages, so. Yeah, this is eight issues, so some padding is expected, I'm sure. But it's, um, you know, it, there's, for a book called, titled after Batman, or, it was some, but it, it was, like Jason said, it was a setup in the Wonder Woman sequences, the the, the scenes with, um, the pages with, with Lyra and Superman, and then tying it to the Atom mini-combat. See, I want to know what it looks like as the... um in the mini comic, though, I, I did, but it's. Well, does the title of the mini comic not tell you anything? Dark Knight Universe presents. presents yeah, the yep. They are DC is positioning the Dark Knight as its own little imprint, right. and it's about friggin' time. Like, why have they not done this before? They could have been making money off this stuff. You you put out a book that has Dark Knight Universe or whatever in the title, it's going to sell. Hell, anything Batman's going to sell, but it's going to sell more than the average Batman book because of the pedigree, right? This is a smart move by DC. If they can guarantee at least not not Frank's involvement, but at least his interest where, you know, just give us a story now and then we'll we'll get these big care, big creators to work on it. This is they're printing money with this. 
And it, it's it's just smart. I, it's it's just a smart way to go about it. I had to laugh because, you know, there's definitely a passing similarity between Commissioner Yandel and uh, Carrie Kelly. And yeah. uh, there was in the in the old DK stuff, too. And I remember reading something like a while ago that was like where someone said, hey, is that like, what's the deal with Yandel and Kelly looking so much alike? And the guy goes, don't make anything out of that. Just that Miller sucks at drawing women. <laughs> that guy can go show his. Because kind of <laughs> oh, electricity. Uh, what did you think about the tech speak? I thought that was cool. Well, AF. that's the thing I had the biggest issue with, actually. I, I like the idea of two, two kids texting each other, but I think that that's a case of an old middle-aged dude who doesn't yeah. know how to text. I see him. Trying to figure I out how to text. Whoever said I see and him. Yeah, because that's not like, like this people. Guy, I seen him. People don't text that way. Like that's no. not text shorthand. But it's, it's the, it's the punk speak. From the first one, and the, it's it's the, the the way that they talked and the that um, you know goofy created language that they right, had. I guess if you want to if you want to give Azarello credit, he's trying to combine texting yeah. with the old. So yeah. I'll, okay, all right. If that's what he's trying to do, then fine. But all right, as long as, as long as as long as Prince is also texting with the whole four three years and four reels, <laughs> yeah, for and reels, and, oh. <laughs> texting Prince. <laughs> I disavow all that time. <laughs> oh shit! It never happened. Uh, no, this is all right. We'll move on because we can go on for. I, will, I can go on. Yeah. I mean, we got we got eight months worth you of uh, talk about uh, a lot of those number ones for days. Days. Yes. Yes. The other day, I said I ain't read Dick. Um, well, I, I did. Uh, well, I told Vince that he should check out. Um, in between episodes of Jessica Jones, the, uh, the new Black Knight, because uh, who did that? Where who did do that? Now you're gonna make me bring it up because I didn't. Um, I failed in making notes. Um, it is. It's written. Is it? I think Frank Thierry. I believe that's who wrote it. Um, but it's uh, the. It is, uh, Black Knight number one. It is written by, yes, Frank Thierry. And, uh, the art was pretty spiffy, but it, it's not, it's, it's, uh, similar to, um, I was going to say the Karnak stuff, but not really. It, it's. Who did it? Luca Pizzari. Oh. Is your artist. And, uh, Antonio Fabella is your colorist. Uh, and it's called Dark Knight Part One. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cause everybody's got to celebrate this week, but the, uh, the, for real, the, where the story takes place is Weird World. Here. Huh? Are you serious? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, they end up on a, uh, on a German World War II U boat, uh, and then there's kind of like a funky, not quite a, a, uh, reference to the maestro from Future Imperfect, but, uh, Dane is sitting in a room full of, uh, knickknacks and artifacts that he's found over his time spent in World War. There's a Reservoir Dogs poster in the background. There's a, uh, Herbie robot in the foreground. 
uh, pinball machine and old style phonograph. So there's just a whole bunch of, of the Farrah Fawcett poster, that, that, that old one from the seventies. So there's, he's, it, it's a neat setup. I don't know really how or why he, unless I miss something, I don't know why he's on world weird world. So, uh, I also don't remember reading too much Black Knight, uh, seeing too much Black Knight in the, um, during Secret Wars. So, unless it's in a miniseries that I haven't finished yet. So, um, but this was, uh, this was pretty interesting. I, I, I'm curious to also see where it's going to go with the, with the cliffhanger at the end because the, uh, the, ooh, I was expecting to see the invaders, actually the invaders, but the invaders end up being, uh, another group that I'm not going to spoil for anybody just yet. But that, that was an interesting first issue that Vince should definitely read. I also read, um, uh, Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. Oh, nice. Which, I'm sorry, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I want to make sure I get it right. But it's, um, this was really cool. And it, it reminded me, um, Lunella reminds me of one of my nieces. And I think when this series is, is traded, I will, um, I'll pick the book up for her. But the, there's a nice, the way Devil Dinosaur gets from, uh, Moon Boy to Moon Girl is uh pretty interesting but the art the art's really cool I, I i dig the art a lot it's it's um it's open it's uh not it it it's there's some cartoony aspects to it, it it's definitely family friendly all ages type fair it's not uh it it's not quite what you'd see in in an archie book but it's it's kind of a long Along those lines, but this is, um, this is, well, that's, that's a big, well, wide variable these days with Archie. Yeah, no, that's right? why I'm not saying it. That's why I didn't say yeah. saga. Uh, but it's, um, written by Brandon Montclair and Amy Reader and your artist is, uh, Natasha Bustos. And I really enjoyed it. I admittedly have not read a ton of, uh, old double dinosaur stories. So oh, I, uh, I know. I know, I know, come on, son. (laughs) But this was, this was neat. I, I really, really like the, um, the main character. Lunella is, is a very smart girl. She, um, she kind of feels bogged down with the, the schoolwork she has to do now. She's got her mind set on, on far greater things. And, uh, and she just, you know, she doesn't really care so much about the assignments they have her doing here. She really doesn't have much in the way of friends. Um, she's working on a Cree detector during class, which she, 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 she builds that night and, uh, and is looking for, um, is, is out and about looking for whatever and anything Cree related mostly. Um, and she, Smart she ends up, uh, finding the nightstone and that, uh, that ends up opening a portal and that's how um how the uh the small folk and the devil dinosaur ends up um in present day uh and then that's where 
things kind of go awry because um devil dinosaur is tearing apart the playground and uh lunella kind of yells at him to stop destroying stuff and he comes over and starts sniffing at her and, and and she she ends up getting picked up by her backpack and uh he's just walking down the street with her and then that's where the uh the issue went so that another one where i'm curious to see where it's going but there there were uh mm. the the um and i started reading the new hawkeye by uh lemire and perez and that's pretty much picking up where the previous volume left off which i still have to finish but of course there's also reference to the world ending and incursions and um how things are okay and you know go team hawkeye and instead of doing the old um where we had hawkeye's young clint's origin uh in uh in that very watercolory look now we're going about 20 years in the future and ramon is doing this really scratchy gritty look which to offset the very um colorful clean lines of of the present day uh and that I was really digging that as well too but I will um a couple other things but I'll let uh someone else go in the meantime why you want to go do that huh no one else written on it no I read lots of stuff uh I, I agree the black knight was cool uh Pizarri's art was definitely um like 70s bronze age style which I think was perfect for the for the characters in the book. Yeah. Um, Best time for comics ever. And I agree with you, David. They, they did a nice switch play on words there, calling them the invaders, but not meaning the invaders. <laughs> right, right? So. Although, I will say that, like, the reveal was a little anticlimactic to me because, like, we haven't had time to really care about those characters yet. Yes, correct. Agreed. But, uh, but that's cool. But I, but I, I like the constituent, I like the individuals that can, I like the individual constituents of that team. I might not have much of a feeling for the team yet, but I like the individual people that make up the team. So that's cool. Um, I got something to talk about non-superhero. I know it's uh shocking. But... <laughs> yeah. What you got? Um, I got a book by no brow. Love them. Yeah, me what too. You... Yes. And, uh, it's somewhat timely. Um, because of what happened a few weeks back in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by Vincent Mahe, uh, by No Brow, and it's called 750 Years in Paris. Oh, I got this coming. Oh, nice. It, uh, it is oversized hardcover. It's about the size of a legal, like a legal pad. A little longer than that, maybe. Um, and the premise is fairly simple. If you could stand still for 750 years, what could you learn about the world? It's time to find out. Focusing on one single building in Paris beginning in the 13th century and making its way toward today, this historically stunning story is eagerly, is the eagerly anticipated debut of Vincent Mahe. And it's exactly as it's described. You have, um, no words. It's just the visuals of a building. And we see the building evolve from 1265 to 19, or wait, to 2012. And it's just a fascinating look at uh, the evolution of history, in particular France. And, uh, you know, you get everything from the Knights Templar to the plague to, uh, the Thirty Years' War to Storming the Bastille. 
to the reign of terror to Napoleon to World War One and Two to the Great Flood um, to the World Cup to to uh, the Charlie Hedbo protest last year. So I'm sorry, it goes to 2015. Um, it's wonderful. It's 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 done in this very interesting color palette where I mean essentially the main colors are uh baby blue and orange. Super smart. And the layout of the book is on the left page you have a blank white page with a bright year marker in orange and then on the right page is the building. And um it's one of those books where it's you can you know read it in minutes really if you so choose, um, or you could go and spend hours studying each page carefully and what's different. But, uh, just thought it was wonderfully well done and, uh, you know, definitely a coffee table type book. Uh, Nobrow produces fantastic works. They, mm-hmm. they, the, the binding and the, the cover treatment is fantastic. It's just such a well put together piece of, of literature. And, um, like I said, it's timely. I mean, this is solicited some time ago, but, but, uh, but it's it's pretty cool that it's coming out now, and and you just get this awesome sense for human history over the course of seven hundred years. And uh, um, I don't know where Mahe comes from. I mean, I know this is his comics debut, but uh, he's definitely got a bright future. I mean, this is essentially in the it's it's in the vein of a Chris Ware type of a project, mm-hmm. um, but with a little more heart to it, you know. Like, Ware is so good because he's so mathematical. It's all, like, so perfect. And this isn't really about that. This is more about the heart of, clearly, I assume it's his, I assume Mahe is French, of his home country. But, uh, yeah, man, I really, uh, I really highly recommend it to anybody that's a fan of architectural work or just, uh, you know, of, of, of um, structural art, uh, pop art, things like that. You know, this is not your, this is not your run-of-the-mill comic book, per se. This is more of an art book, but... Um, but highly, highly recommended. So it's 750 years in Paris. No brow. Cool. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. Cannot wait. Yeah. It's one of those they things I gave it, just gave it a try to, you know? Yeah. Oh, I get all no brow stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, I blanket. They always produce really nice books. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading something really strange. No way. Yeah, and and I'm I'm making my way through it slowly, but it's it's one of those it's endemic of the of the time during which it was produced. It's it's one of those 80s DC series that really tried extra hard to be strange. Um any of you guys read uh Doctor Fate? Yeah. In the in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh it's the JM Dematteis uh Sean McManus series. Um McManus lasted, I think, up until, well, the both of them, uh, Damateus and McManus lasted up until issue, I bet, 25. So I'm rereading that chunk of that series and it's just, it's flat out weird. Um, when the series opens, uh, Kent, um, Nelson is dead, supposedly. And, and the, the, the beings that, um, are now Dr. Fate, and I say beings because there's two, was, uh, Eric, uh, Strauss and, 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 uh, I guess his stepmother, Linda, which it doesn't make any sense to me because 
Eric was was captured by one of the Lords of Chaos and and imprisoned and abused and um, Naboo artificially aged him to to you know grown man status and Eric who's supposed to be uh, some kind of a stepson to Linda but there's this weird love thing going on between them where they're they both have like amorous intent you know and it's He's he's a an eight year old kid, supposedly, in a twenty uh, something year old body. Uh, so like Shazam, he views the world through very naive eyes. Like black is black and white is white, you know. And um, Linda has uh, when, when they when they join to become Doctor Fate, they have this bond. They share things like that's not possible with two people just sitting in a room. I mean, they're actually the same person when they become fate and and sometimes linda takes control and sometimes eric takes control and they share like there's in in an average relationship where you know you're two distinct individual beings where you base your feelings and and emotions and ideas and whatever on what the other person says or does because you can't crawl into that other person's brain you know we know people but only to a certain, only to the the lengths that the physical universe would allow us to to know these people, right? We we only have their actions and their words to, on which to base all of whatever we base on them. But with Eric and Linda, like they're actually the same person when they join, so they share thoughts, they share emotions, like it's like intercourse, and it's the kid's eight years old. It's really weird series, right? It's kind of uncomfortable. But it's uncomfortable in a good way because I, I – in the 80s, DC was trying everything, right? They were just trying to make new and different comics. And this is like one of those really strange series that I think gets overlooked because um, Naboo inhabits the body of, of Kent. But it's not Kent. It's Naboo, a lord of order. And then they – one of Linda's friends is uh, a lawyer who – finds himself inhabited by one of the lords of chaos and then there's this little demon that popped up and he takes the form of a dog and the demon talks in this broken like yiddish you want me to protect you and it's like this little white dog who's sometimes a demon it's a strange strange series and i'm (laughs) i'm going through it i'm thinking this would never ever fly today Never. There would be people lined up mm-hmm. at comic shops. It, it, just, just a mere mention of a, a woman being, being romantically linked to an eight year old boy. Right. Um, I would love for you guys to read this to take maybe a different, to see if I'm like perceiving it wrong, but they touch and he's like, he's nervous around her and he, he's, um, you know, he obviously looks up to her, but at the same time he has these feelings that he doesn't understand for her. You know, it's strange. It's so strange. Um, but loaded with absolutely gorgeous Sean McManus art. I, that's one of those guys we say it all the time. The, the, un, the unsung heroes. Yeah. I, I loved Sean McManus on Omega Men. Yeah. And back in the day, he imprinted on me and I will follow Sean McManus to any project on which he chooses to work. I love his art. I think he's an amazing, amazing talent. Um, he has a knack for the comedic. He has a knack for the icky, um, 
the giant creatures and the monsters and the demons. He's, he's got that down. Like you draw Omega Men as successfully as Sean McManus. You, you got your chops, right? And I followed him to Sandman and I mean, everything he's chosen to do. He did fables, some fable stuff. The guy's incredible. And, and this is just one of those really quirky series. I got the 25 issue run and the annual for 50 cents a pop at the flea market. I mean, I, I, I had them, but when I did the great purge, great removed, purge. Yeah, I, I, I sold them off and now I bought them again just because they were cheap and they were, you know, mint and cheap and I enjoyed the series. So I bought it again and I'm revisiting it and I'm having a lot of fun, but mind boggling, just head spinning stuff like, like how this ever managed to become a series mm-hmm. is way beyond me, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to question it when it's this much fun. And you eventually see Dr. Fate with boobies. Uh, that's worth, you know, a mountain of gold in itself. Dr. Fate with boobies. It's great. But, uh, yeah, I'm loving it and I'm about 12, 13 issues in and it's just ridiculous in a good way, right? Comics should be ridiculous. Yes. They should. What, what, what else are you reading? People. Anything? If not, I'm just gonna bring bring this sucker home. I mean, if you're not no, gonna talk, dude. you gotta you gotta you gotta make with the, the comics <laughs> proselytizing. Dude, I'm losing my voice, but uh, but uh, I, so I'm I'm trying to uh, limit my talking. But oh my goodness, it's a nightmare when Jason limits his talking. Oh yeah, this is the best spoken out of all of oh, us. All right, yeah, true. you are. Uh, I just right, wanted, well, let me just chime in. I'll say because you guys talked about Illuminati last week. He yes. did. I well, yes, it. yes, true. Um, you well, you made some judgments about the art, Vince. Um, I did. I thought it was great. I didn't get to read it last week before David talked about it, but I thought it was great, and I think Crystal's art looks great too. Um, especially the fully colored art, like in the comic, it's mm-hmm. it's almost like cell animation. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's not a selling point for me. Yeah, no, I, I mean it's just difference of opinion, but but yeah. but I uh, I I actually ended up buying that page with the hood and iron fist. <laughs> nice. So. <laughs> well, I own it. <laughs> I'm sorry you don't like it because it's yeah, on my wall. Dick up. <laughs> eat a dick straight up. <laughs> so bag of dicks. <sighs> oh, whole bag, man! I don't think I stepped over that. Oh, you'd love the whole though. bag though. It's your thing. Uh, a bag, no. No, no not a bag. that's on the size of the bag. Uh, Speaking of bags, I got I got a six pound bag of candy corn. Oh, six, awesome! Six pounds. Dad, what are you real. gonna do after the weekend? I don't know. I have to go get get some yeah. more. Dad, did you read by chance uh, Ringside Number One? I did not get a chance to. No, I heard it was great. We'll save that for next week, then. You guys. Can All right, cool. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's uh, Joe Keating and uh, Nick Barber and Simon Gove. And Ariana Meyer are, uh, it's a new number one by Image. Yes. Uh, and it's, uh, it, it's deep, steeped in the world of professional wrestling. What, what? Yeah, so pretty cool. Um, alright, we'll talk about that then. Vince, have you, are you up to date on Spread? Hell no. Yeah, no, 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 no. I thought you were digging that. I am digging it, but I'm not up to date on it. Well, I'm not up to date on, on much these days. Yeah. I goes back to work. He stops reading comics. I, I got to tweak the, the, the work life for the better. 
Um, I do have something, but I'm going to save it for my in your well, travels. I'll just cause... say, I mean, I won't get into the details then until maybe you catch up, but, but spread volume two. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it's good. Sure. Stram is a beast. Yep. 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 Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I, I really, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying that series a lot. It's different than anything else I'm reading, which I think is, is absolutely. Yeah. You know, I look, I page through it, volume two. Is it me or does the art seem to be getting progressively more detailed? Yes. As, as, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. I think so. And it, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the, uh, the new characters they introduced in the last couple of issues too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good shit. Now, I mean, not to slight the, the volume one, which was very detailed, but it just seems like the, 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 um, energy uh and it just looks like the it's whatever emotions that he has with the story and the art are filtering into this hyper detailed just like manic scrawl on the page and it looks great but it just it's palpable you could see like he's invested in this book yes yeah absolutely you have it do you have any Kyle Strom pages i do not what i know what what's going on i don't know you're slacking, dude. For reals. Yeah, remedy gonna, that with the quickness. J- Jerry's going to eclipse you on the OA front. <laughs> You're not even trying. Not even trying. <laughs> to be fair, Jerry limits himself to to jams only. So. Oh, for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Obviously. I don't know many things. What I do know is this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service on a Friday night, no less. Mm-hmm. No. DCPService.com where you, all your friends and your pets can get your books at a fraction of the cover price, such as, I'm going to say it one last time, wah, 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 the Nicopole Trilogy by Anki Bailao. Buy it. Don't even question me. $19.24. Pencilhead number one by Ted McKeever. You'll be able to get the first of five for $1.99. And from Fanagraphics, Josh Cotter's Not Away graphic novel for $16.24. Jason's going to call foul on this again, like he called me out on Walking Dead. But in your travels, <laughs> I'm waiting for the eruption. I want you to read Island, specifically <laughs> number four. I know, I know I said, I don't know, maybe six episodes back, that I was parting ways with Island because it was just too spotty. But they rectified that with issue number four, and I gotta stop with the finality. You do. I gotta stop. I do it's because I, it all, it always ends up biting me in the ass. Mm-hmm. Issue four was barring a really poorly written and conceived text piece by Robin McConnell, who interviews uh, Farrell Darrymple. The questions are ridiculous, and if there's one thing that bothers me when I'm reading an interview and they write the text exactly as the person who was being interviewed said it like, "Mm, yeah, you know, that was um, a time when I, uh, you know, and they write it, they, 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 they compose the text like the spoken word drives me absolutely freaking crazy. You have the ability to edit, use it. Okay. It doesn't matter if you take an um or an uh out here or there when you're writing this stuff. It doesn't have to be that close to the, the spoken word. But anyway, the questions are just ridiculous anyway. But anyway, Island number four, Farrell Darrymple produces another chapter in the popcorn war. It's amazing. Did you read it, Jason? I did. Oh my God. Is it so good? It's very good. 
it's 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 inhuman how good Farrell is. He's awesome. He he's more than awesome. And what's nice about it is there's a conceptual hook to it where the sister of um the 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 pop lead character in Popcorn War uh it's from her vantage point and it starts off black and white with um very subtle uh pastels to to uh accent her story uh, it's mostly black and white but at one point in the, in the story she looks into a monitor and she sees her brother Sinclair and it's in the present and the art transforms from black and white pen and ink line art uh, and brushwork to fully rendered full color oh it's it's it, it you've seen um Farrell's work like this in the Wrenchies right from uh who published that the Wrenchies was that um that house was it first second yep. i thought it was that house um and it's beautiful gorgeous amazing full color art and then it's it's a very surreal tale like you don't know exactly what point of this what parts of this narrative are real and what's not uh there there are these subterranean bad dudes that pop up in both universes or timelines and uh it it's in it it's i'm going to say the word but i know it's trite and it's it's the go to word whenever something like this occurs it's very lynchian so forgive me for but i think that's the best way to 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 sum this up this is not unlike david lynch the way he tells the story do you agree jason yes i do i mean i know where you're getting at sure but I mean, that's the one everyone else. I mean, I, oh, it's strange and it's, 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 it's really weird and surreal. Oh, it must be like David Lynch. I know, but it is like David Lynch. And then you get Brandon Graham with, uh, another multiple warheads, uh, continuation and he's always awesome. But the, the one that really surprised me was this, uh, Gail Bertrand at the end, the, the land called Tarot, which is pretty much wordless. But it's this young boy on, on a quest and he's just traipsing across, well, numerous landscapes because he employs a teleportation portal to get from place to place. And you'll see influences by Mobius and Richard Corbin and the dude that drew Dragon Quest, which I'm sorry, I uh, forgot his name, but it's amazing. And this issue was pretty much perfect for me. And and so I will never say that I'm I'm going to drop Island, even if it's a terrible issue. I'm going to weather the storm and just keep buying it because the the highs are extremely so, and it just balances out the very very few lows. I'll be honest, there's some in the four issues, but not many, right? So just keep buying it. It's square bound. You don't even have to bag these things. You could put them on your bookshelf as is. They're, they're, they're perfect bound and they're, you know, good paper. The covers are thicker than, it's not a self cover, which I hate. Uh, so yeah, buy Island by Image because it's great. Well, there you go. And Jason now gets to say, I told you so. You know what? Since it's Island you're talking about, I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> so you're thinking it though. Maybe. <sighs> in your travels. I'm fickle. I have to admit, I'm fickle. If, if something rubs me the wrong way, I get the staff and I jam it into the sand and I say, thou shalt not pass. And like that's, it. that, that's my problem. I gotta stop being like that. 
Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he travels, uh, read DK through the master race. Read. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was a gimme. That was for me, wasn't it? it? It was for you and it was, it was for everyone because, you know, we've, well, I want to say we've, I'm not going to include Jason in that. I've, it, it was always going to be a hard sell for me when it was announced and, and it, you know, I was not, uh, optimistic, but I still have to, you know, you, you can't talk shit about something unless you've read it, unless you've experienced it. So, um, you know, don't talk about it sight unseen. Just, you know, so yes, I'm going to read the next issue and the issues after that. So I'm, you know, if, if I, if I was that disgusted, I would have been done with it, but I'm not. So yes, go ahead and read it. You will probably enjoy it more than you thought you did. Uh, I did read, I think, I guess there was, there were only five of them because I didn't see any this week. Uh, the dark side war justice league. These really isn't an in your travels this is more of a, um, cause I didn't mention them before, but, uh, I will say then in your travels, uh, these, the, the, these two things, I, Star Trek Green Lantern, the Spectrum Wars, that only has, um, is that done? It is just about done. The, uh, the fifth issue, uh, yes, to be concluded. So yes, it is a six issue miniseries. So that will be ending with the next issue. Um, everybody who is a, is is a ring bearer is now uh or wielder is now um ready to fight um Necron and, and we'll uh take it from there. <laughs> so um it is it, it, it is Necron, right? Not Necros. Um No ne- Necron. Yeah. yeah. So uh um which is you know it's still it's it's still strange for me to think that this dude with the the, the Black Lanterns and not the dude from Underworld Unleashed. Oh right! You know, it's yeah, still, it, it 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 still gets to me with the the long flowing with the blonde mane. Hair, yeah, looking like beautiful Finn blonde with the, the, Yeah, <laughs> the hat on. <laughs> he takes his hat and just <laughs> swishes his hair around. Aren't I pretty? Yeah, pretty. Um, <laughs> so there's that, that, and and there was still the 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 yeah, I don't want to call them inconsistencies with the art where it's um you know if you're if you're a member of the Enterprise crew, uh, you know, you kind of look a certain way, but Hal and the rest of the gang, um, a little bit more dynamic because it's not as, as stiff or rigid, but gangs all here and then some, and we're going to, uh, take on everybody else. And what sucks actually this, <laughs> um, where our heroes end up going, uh, because Necron can, of course, raise the dead. Uh, he decided to go to the, uh, what's left of the planet Vulcan that, uh, that Nero destroyed in the first movie. Wow, that's so, really cool. Yeah, so he's, you know, a whole bunch of dead Vulcans coming after, um, the Enterprise crew and, uh, Wow, All the smart. lanterns. Yeah, it was pretty slick. Uh, so in your travels, read that because that's about done. And I did read, um, like I said before, I read the second issue of the Superman Lois and Clark. And it, 
something that I think would really hammer it home for me anyway, uh, bringing this character from the, the eighties and nineties into the new 52 era. Um, when Superman is done fixing something and then he goes back home, he's talking to himself. And I really think thought balloons would, would emphasize the fact that this is still a man from a different era. Um, but there's a little bit more action in this issue because we're, we're going back to the, uh, we're picking up where we left off when Clark brings the, the, that Excalibur, um, shuttle onto, uh, onto land. So you have investigators checking that out, but Clark is uh, not paying attention to school. He's, he's, uh, watching the news on his smartphone. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Clark, Jonathan. Jonathan Samuel White is, is watching the news on his smartphone instead of paying attention in class. So Lois has to come and pick him up from school. Uh, and on their way back home, Lois and John are the, the, the van comes, <laughs> runs them off the road and these dudes come out with guns and they're going to start shooting up Lois and John. Uh, but Lois takes one of them down and she hears a uh altercation on the other side of the car before she by the time she gets there you see little John holding a crowbar and standing over the dude so obviously he took the guy out and uh and so they're Lois is telling John to run into the woods and before she can go back and like get him off the trail um Clark shows up and pretty much takes them all out uh and then Brings there and and again, John is 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 incredibly smart. When um, when they come out of the woods, the uh, Lois's car is there, and John's like, "How'd the car get here?" And Clark's like, "I drove it." And John's like, "There's no tire tracks in the grass." And Clark's like, "It's on grass. It bounces back." He's like, oh, "All right, I guess that makes sense." And then <laughs> and then they go drive back home, and then Clark cleans up the scene and everything. But you know. John is incredibly, uh, he's very, very observant, very intuitive, and, um, that's gonna, he, they're gonna have to just come to, uh, terms and basically give up Clark's, uh, secret, I think, before he finds out the, the wrong way. But it was, uh, you know, it, it they still kind of touch on the fact that this is, this is a world that kind of, um, isn't, is not so hopeful and, and, you know, they're the heroes kind of, um, I guess there's still some fear with the heroes on, on this world, but for the most part, it's still, it, it's, it feels like a standalone series amidst the, uh, the new 52. There isn't anything else that, um, goes on outside. Like we had in the first issue where everybody, the, the justice league was taking on, uh, dark side. There wasn't, anything like that. It was pretty much Clark saving the day in one place and then rescuing the family in another. And then, uh, we cut to, to the space scene, like at the end of the first book. So I'm still digging the hell out of that. Lee Weeks is still killing it. Uh, Scott Hanna is your anchor and, and Dan Jurgens just really, really likes this particular version of this character in the shows. You are 
hole in that torch for the Superman. For this particular Superman. Yeah. 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 I, I find it really amazing that of, out of all three of us, you were the one that, that's holding the torch for Superman. It's always been Clark. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nice. <sighs> but it's a good thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Hope a lot. Um, so I want, you know, I know I do. Uh, I want to send a shout out to a listener and an artist. <laughs> Without the pause. Which is oh, my, bad. Back <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> Shout out to a listener and an artist, Mr. Nate Stockman. Yes. Who is the artist on Rain at Image currently. And if you've seen his stuff on Rain, you'll know it's fairly, uh, uh, I don't, it's not realistic and like, like overly realistic, but it's, it's not like cartoony animated. But he's been doing these awesome animated uh, pinups and commissions lately. And um, I was talking to him a little bit about it, and he said it's just a nice way to, you know, to switch it up from so he can just switch up the style, keep himself, you know, fresh and, uh, and, and energized. So he was offering up some um, animated style commissions for ridiculously inexpensive prices. And I took him up on, on it, but I wanted to shout him out because... If you're a fan of like you know the the Bruce Tim or the um, Darwin Cook style of uh, animated comic art, then you know Nate is putting out some pretty sweet, very affordable commissions right now that uh, are in that same uh, school of thought. So I just wanted to mention that you can reach him at Stockman Nate um, on Twitter or on his DeviantArt page, which is StockmanArtDeviantArt.com. But uh, he did a killer alpha flight for me that nice. uh, he posted on, on Twitter, but uh, it came out really well. And I just, I love his style. Very, it's, it's, I just love that animated style. So wanted to shout him out. Um, I also wanted to mention that uh, we are now approaching December and uh, before you know it, we will be at the end of the year and it will be time to shortly thereafter have our annual best of award show, the 11 o'clockers. So uh, as a reminder, we have, an online Google sheet, uh, set of forms, uh, an online, um, poll this year that you can submit your answers to. And we have links on that, uh, for that provided in the Facebook forum in our, uh, in our message board. And, uh, I'll occasionally tweet it out as well, but, uh, definitely start think if you're not ready to vote yet, start thinking about who you're going to vote for because, uh, it's going to, with the holidays, it's going to fly by the next few weeks, uh, for sure. And then, uh, for my inner travels on the reading front, I wanted to mention Casanova Acedia Volume 1, which, um, I'll just be blunt. I, I think the best thing that Matt Fraction's ever written is Casanova. Like by a long slot, like by, by a landslot. Like I think he's, Casanova is his, is his baby. It's his, it's his passion. And I think that comes through. It's creative. It's fun. It's sexy. It's wild. It's, uh, Steeped in science fiction, it's it's just I think it's everything that's good about Fraction's imagination without the sometimes bad stuff that we see in other works. Um, and Acedia is the fourth volume of the of the um, series. It's um, recently collected. It's it's a it was a four issue mini that came out this year, uh, written by Matt with art by Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. And there are backup stories in each issue by Michael Chabon, the uh, author of Cavalier and Clay. And uh, 
I would dare say this is the best arc of Casanova since the first one, which is saying a lot because I think they're all very good. So um, I recommend everybody give this one a try. It came out about a month ago in trade form. Um, and look, you all know that we're huge fans of Ba and Moon as artists. And uh, for those of you that don't know what this is about, it's uh, it's the namesake is Casanova Quinn. And he's, uh, I don't know, he's like a an interdimensional time-hopping bon vivant. He's like part James Bond, part... Dirk Gently, part Doctor Who. It's it's a whole sort of thing. Uh, I mean, he's he's just an amalgamation of all those types of characters. Uh, and in this series, he actually ends up on our Earth, like the actual Earth, um, and doesn't remember who he is, and he's living a, a, a life as a normal person named Quentin Cassidy. Uh, but then the apocalypse ensues, and he is steeped in and deeply involved in the oncoming apocalypse, although he doesn't quite know that yet. So, super fun Definitely in my running for best miniseries of the year and uh, something that uh, I haven't heard many people talk about. So y'all need to get with that with the quickness. Yep. Yep. Sweet. I want to do another in your travels because it, it kind of hinges on what we talked about <coughs> earlier in the show. Uh, you uh-huh. know, I love my plastic, right? I love toys. Yep. I love my, my, my toys and I've been holding off on dipping my toe into um, a certain series of of toys because I know what happens. Um, I'll buy one and then I have to have them all because I get consumed with my little uh, anal retentiveness. And I recently bought, I succumbed, I bought uh, two of the uh, McFarlane Walking Dead building sets. Oh boy. Yeah. Is there anything that McFarlane does that isn't awesome? I don't think so. Spawn. Uh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I bought, it's not even remotely funny. I, I, I bought the, uh, Atlanta hospital doors set and the, uh, the, the boiler room set because they're both, as far as the walking dead sets go, they're, they're both very inexpensive. The, I think they, neither of them was like more than, 19 bucks. I think the Atlanta doors one is like 13 and the, this, the, the boiler room is 19, I think. These things are amazing. But if you're expecting the same quality plastic that you receive from Legos, you may be disappointed. I mean, the plastic's good, but it's not Lego plastic good. That mm-hmm. plastic is, that plastic's amazing. These are slightly softer plastic, but still of, um, good quality but the thing that separates these from legos is there are pieces in these sets that are unique they are one of a kind the way they do the wash on them to age like say ceiling tiles or the dry brush to to do uh weathering on pipes there the piece that you get in your box is unique to you there is not another piece like that in the entire series, which I think is very cool. You're getting like one of a, even though they're, they're prefab building sets and you know, they're cranking these pieces out. The painting applications on these things make your sets one of a kind. And I, that's the, the, the part that I love about these. Um, so if you're curious and you don't have, uh, an obsessive compulsive personality like myself, try them out because 
I have the um, the Atlanta Doors one, you know, do not open dead inside that famous scene from the first episode. It's it's rendered into this little playset, and the quality is just amazing, amazing stuff. So, um, and you get a little Rick in a hospital gown. <laughs> He's so cute. Um, but what I, what I was saying was. Uh, and there's a number of ways you can put them together. Like they don't tell you exactly how the floor tiles are supposed to go. Some of the floor tiles have blood on them. So if you're not aware of, you know, the scene as you're building it, you may put a blood tile in a place where it's not going to really be seen. And so you got to take it apart and get that blood tile and put it out front and center where it could be seen because it's all about the blood, right? But no, they're amazing sets and, um, look, look into them. I love them. I, I haven't been able to find the governor's pad. Have you seen that? No. You get the you get the governor in his little chair, and you get the daughter with the the, the shit on her head, and behind him you get the fish tanks with the with the heads in them, and the friggin' things light up. They light up. I can't be, I, I haven't been, I, I saw it initially when it came out. I'm like, hells no, I'm not getting into another toy line. No way. But now I'm, I'm trying to find it. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in your travels, go watch the Captain America Civil War trailer. No, yes, you watch, yes. how come, how come you watch the trailer that. for that and you won't watch the Star Wars trailer? Couple reasons. I was expecting Down. this. They asked me questions at work that I'm going to have to have the answers for. I, I'm, I'm familiar with everything going on in the MCU so far. So I'm nothing in this. I, I'm cool with watching the first trailer, which is what I did with Star Wars, but I don't know if I'll watch too many more before next May. Now, that being said, there isn't a whole lot there. Marvel's pretty good at not screwing up and blowing oh shit or reveal moments in their trailer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm right. comfortable right. with that. And Star Wars is just, it's something I've, I've seen in the theater with various family members over the years. I just, I, it, it's, it means something different to me than the Marvel stuff or even the DC stuff. And, and I just, I, I want, you get a Marvel movie at least one a year, at least we don't get too many good Star Wars movies in the theaters. So I'm, um, very, I think that goes without so, saying. You right? know, I'm. I just there are just some things where I need to, um, I, I need to go in as blind as possible. But I respect but that I that that Civil War trailer, dude. Oh my god, it's good. dude. It's dude, good. when we're done, when we're done, you watch. We'll watch it while we're still on with you. But you, okay. you know, yes, yes, yes. I got a Kylo Ren lunchbox. <laughs> I, I didn't plan on it. I got it in one of those um, loot crate like uh, boxes, uh, and it's kind of cool. I mean, I like the design of Kylo Ren. He's neat. I don't give a shit who he is, right? Or she is. I don't care. I want to see in the movie. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. <laughs> so yes, thank you for being here with us once again. We are so glad to do this for you, and we'll be glad to do it again for you next week. Should you choose to join us. In your, uh, in the interim, if you would leave us an iTunes or a, uh, comparable review somewhere else where you heard this, we would be, uh, very appreciative. And we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. As usual, uh, say good night, David. Wow. Good night, David.
<laughs> he did the little thing too. Hey, David. <laughs> oh God, I love you guys. See you next week. Say say bye, David. He's having just say bye. Please. I hope Jason's feeling. What was that? Yeah, hope, hope Jason's feeling better next week. <laughs> so how can someone so freaking smart? Relish. So, just uh, well, so, part someone, someone let one rip earlier in the show. It wasn't me. <laughs> All right, Hell no. I'm too. <laughs> Might have been me. <laughs> uh, shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh.